Hi, this is Hope. This is Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Me Radio. Doug, this is our first Skype show in a good year and a half, I think. Yeah, probably a year and a half since I moved to Asheville. Yeah, so we, we used to always do these things via Skype, and then uh, you moved and we started doing them in the same room, and it got a lot better, I think. But I remember, the, I remember the first one we did in the same room, and it was really <laughs> awkward. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It took us forever like to just to record some 20-minute thing because uh-huh. we just kept laughing or something. Yeah, it was super awkward to be actually looking at each other and recording it. But now now I think it's way better for, you know, it's just a better experience, and it's a lot more fun for doing it together. It is. And we've come a long way. The podcast has come a very long way since then, so uh, that's good. We look forward to continuing that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the reason we're doing it via Skype is because I am on the road. Uh, right now I'm in Maryland where my parents live, um, and I've been here for a couple weeks. And uh, tomorrow, actually, we're recording this on Tuesday. Tomorrow I go to Italy for Vigano Italiano, a vegan Italy tour. Italia. I... <laughs> there you go, Doug. I like that. <laughs> um, little little local flavor in there. Uh-huh. Buongiorno. I... There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's why we have you. Uh, so I am co-hosting it with Miyoko Shinner. Her last name is pronounced Shinner, I finally learned, uh, whose artisan vegan cheese is now in lots of stores, apparently, mm-hmm. which I still haven't had somehow, but looking forward to having it in Italy. And uh, it's it's called Vigano Italiano, run by a different tour company. We don't, neither Miyoko nor I is running it. We just were kind of asked to come along as hosts, which is cool. So uh, I'm looking really forward to that. It's It's along the Amalfi Coast. And it's a week long. In fact, my wife and I will be there for a few extra days in Rome. And it's a vegan tour, which is awesome because I was always kind of thinking that – I mean I had been to Italy a long time ago. But kind of thought that now that I was vegan that that wouldn't happen anymore because I don't speak Italian. And I just thought it seems like it would be pretty tough to do Italy right uh, if you're vegan. And it just right. seems like you, it would be so hard to eat anything. And now I've kind of learned that maybe that's not so true, especially if you can speak any Italian. Uh, I think it's maybe not all that hard to just – get a limited menu of course but um you know communicate what you want and get it but anyway this is all vegan so all the meals are kind of set in advance for us and i think mostly they're made for us at the as part of the tour but there are a few spots where we'll go to restaurants um that that know what what's up so should be fun cool do you do you know what your itinerary is gonna i mean are you going to be doing most of the tour sightseeing type stuff or is there vegan specific activities there's a lot of food activity. So it, it's too late to go, obviously, but if anyone uh, wants to look, it's nomadathlete.com slash Italy. That's the flyer that we were using to promote it. Um, and it's lots of food-related stuff. There's plenty that's also not food-related stuff, like just going to Pompeii and getting boats one day and you know going in some waterfall area. Uh, but there's stuff like I think the first day we go and forage and learn about food foraging and we go mm. get mushrooms and who knows what else. And then that food is later that day used in our meals. So I don't know if we're involved in the cooking of it or if it's cooked for us. Uh, but then there's a cheese-making demo, which I think is Miyoko, since she's the cheese person. Um, but I'm actually not positive about that because there might have been – they do this tour each week in July. And I think there might be the, the cheese demo on all of them, and Miyoko is not on all of them. Hmm. And then there's like a pizza night where you go and make pizza and learn about pizza. Plenty of wine. Um, so food-focused, I think. And, of course, all that food's going to be vegan. But I think there's also some stuff that is just regular tourist stuff. Very cool. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm 
Yeah, it really will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. My wife and I are going, and uh, the kids will be with my parents here in Maryland, which is kind of why we're in the Maryland area for a few weeks. Yeah. So there you, there you have it. <laughs> yes. The mystery is finally solved. Everyone, everyone, The tension is resolved, and everyone can relax, because now they know why I'm in Maryland. <laughs> was it because we got in a big fight? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Did not break up or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we're talking about running today, not yeah. just Italy. But we were talking about it in the context of vacations and travel. And do you run while you are traveling or should you? Uh, or is it a better time to, to take a little break? Because it's not the easiest thing in the world to keep up running or any habit while you're on vacation. Uh, but it does kind of offer some benefits. And you, Doug, know that as well as anyone because you take vacations just for running sometimes. That's right. I'm actually in the middle of planning one right now. Wow. Yeah. Is that right? That's right. That's a, that's a big, big unveiling huh yeah i guess so i think we've <laughs> talked about it already but anyway are you gonna are you gonna do any running while you're in italy i plan on doing running yes because my marathon training program has actually started it started um a week ago great it, for some reason yeah, it starts thank you um <laughs> it starts the hansen brothers program starts on a wednesday which is really weird the the first week of the 18 is a half week you start on wednesday huh I don't really understand why. I have no idea why they do that. But it, they do it in their beginner and their advanced plan. Um, however, I didn't really start on Wednesday. I was traveling and I didn't run. So that wasn't very good. Um, but the plan has started. I've run the past couple of days, put some five miles in the past couple of days. And uh, I need to keep it up. If, I'm, if I were to not run for these 10 days I'm in Italy, I would be pretty far behind. So I'm definitely going to get some running in. The tour that we're on, we stay in one place, and you kind of go on day trips from there. So I'm assuming there's going to be opportunity to get stuff done. Uh, I'm told that the, the groups before us have been walking every morning, and I know that one of the days I'm going to do a hike with the people. That's one of my co-hosting duties is to do a hike. So um, I think there will be plenty of opportunities for me to keep up running. I don't really know about eight-plus mile runs, which I think I'm supposed to do for my long run this weekend. Um, don't know how that's going to go, but... It, that's okay. If, for me, if I'm if I'm getting miles in every day or most every day, then I'll be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's the plan. And I've kind of been doing it in Maryland. But I, my wife and I start. We went out for a run around Fourth of July, which was like a little bit ahead of the plan still. And she fell, which was terrible. Oh, no. Got all cut up. <laughs> yeah, um, she's had a couple falls recently. I don't really know what's going on. Huh. But uh, anyway, so that that kind of she was my like running partner for the week, and I didn't run as a result after that so once she was out i had i had my excuse not to run <laughs> that's a good excuse yeah. it's pretty lame but is she uh, all right she's fine yeah just it just hurt her to run after that because she had scabs on her knees and elbows yeah. and every other possible joint so um yeah so i've not been too proud of myself for the way i've been keeping up with running but uh, i went for a little run with no meet athlete baltimore on sunday and got reinvigorated and now i'm kind of committed to keeping it up while i'm gone Good. Well, I'm going to check in on you when you get back and in, in, on the podcast in front of everyone. <laughs> okay. And uh, and we're going to want to know if you if you okay. if you ran. Good. I'm glad to have that accountability. Yeah. So I think one of the best parts about going on vacation is getting to to do some running. You're going to be in Italy, right? And you're going to be exploring the town or or the countryside, wherever it is you're staying, and and doing it on foot while running probably in the morning or in the evenings when there's less traffic and less things going on i think that's a really fun fun part of traveling and being on vacation and getting to do some to do some running what do you think i i mean i guess that's a spot where 
we differ, and this is you know not not new that our our <laughs> reasons for running are different. Uh, when I'm on vacation, I am not that interested in running. I mean, I'm I'm going to do it now. I I need to. It's because I'm, I'm in the middle of a training program. Right. Uh, but for me, it's it's I don't know. When I'm on vacation, I really really kind of want to like. For me, it's a vacation, and I think I'd like to, if I can, I'm going to not run as much during this time mm-hmm. and just enjoy it for the vacation. Uh, I don't as much as I like adventure and kind of exploring a new place i i get stressed out when i i don't know to run on vacation for me is like means i need to plan a new route need mm-hmm. to make sure i don't get lost i need to figure all that out get the mileage right and then something always not always but something goes wrong and i can't get the miles in that i wanted because a certain route doesn't work out the way that i thought it would when i just looked at a map or i take a wrong turn you know and then i'm then i'm messed up and my mileage is wrong and i don't know it just it just to me i want to streamline running and just make it as painless as possible and just get it done yeah yeah i think that when you're running on vacation you have to especially if it's some place that you've never been before if you're not if you're unfamiliar with the with the location you kind of have to assume that it's not going to be as good of a run as if you're running a, a yeah. route that you already knew right because you're probably gonna have to stop and you know look and figure out where you are or you might miss some mileages like you miles like you said um it's just it's not going to be as quality of a run but for me i think that's that's exciting i think it's it's in reinvigorating with my training it it helps uh you know me have some alone time when you're on vacation oftentimes you're with a lot of people um and family so it kind of gives you an excuse to step away and be quiet for a little bit yes um, that's actually a good point i've i've noticed that and enjoyed that feature of it uh before when when i've gone on family vacations with other families on vacation and it's just you know kids running around and everything right. and you just want to get out so yes i've i've experienced that and it has been nice um what you said about I think I think just having that mindset of knowing that it's not going to be the same because like for me when I go running it's it's not so much for fun it's because I know that running is a good activity for me and it's something that I'm always happy that I did uh makes me happier and better but isn't something I love doing so much so so the the tendency is to want to streamline it and have you know just as little um extra stress or effort as possible and then get out there do the run get your exercise mm-hmm. and whatever else running gives to you and then then come back um but a, a kind of good habit principle in general, because when, when you go traveling, that's a huge obstacle or hurdle for any kind of habit. Uh, so many habits of mine in the past, and I know many other people as well, get ruined and then never never kind of regain their steam after that right. by travel or by any other circumstance that kind of just totally interrupts your life. So any, it could be a stressful thing, could be who knows, a sickness in the family, it could be just work gets busy, it could be visitors from out of town, but something comes along, disrupts your routine, and the habit breaks, and then you it's not really easy to start up again. And many habits, I think, are just kind of forgotten once you return from vacation because you didn't keep it up. So a really good principle, I think, and I actually just talked to Leo about it the other day because he um, we're doing in the academy this month uh, a change anything module where we're kind of walking the members through the process of changing a habit. And Leo was our initial interview for that. And, uh, he's in Italy right now, actually he's, he's doing a European vacation with his family. Cool. And I was talking to him about habits and things like that and how he keeps them up on vacation. And he said, really what he tries to do is even if he does something for 30 minutes or more every day, whatever, maybe it's meditation or something else. Um, when he's on vacation, if he can get two minutes in or five minutes in, um, some kind of exercise, like a set of body weight push up, you know, push ups or some other body weight exercise, and like these super minimal versions of the habits he tries to keep at home. For him, he says, "I just try to get those in. It might take me 
15 to 20 minutes to get the full habit routine in as opposed to an hour or many hours at home but that's good enough because it keeps you in the in the in the routine really it just keeps you right. you going so that when you return you're not suddenly starting from scratch and like having to jump back into it uh you just changed it for a little while and i think that's a really good thing is to uh be okay with the fact that it's probably not going to be the same as it is at home and maybe it shouldn't be maybe it should be a vacation like you said like it's it's not, you're not going to get the same mileage in and they're not going to have the quality runs because you don't know you don't know the, the terrain you don't know the area things can go wrong uh but if you're okay with that then there's no stress around it and i think maybe that's the way to enjoy a run on vacation right yeah i mean i think when you once you make that mind shift shift <laughs> make that <laughs> make that shift in your mindset uh then you know then it's all about just in getting outside and enjoying you know where you are and and your surroundings and and doing that exploring stuff so yes so that i will take that mindset into this because i think that's uh that would be good for me to to, to just use it as something to be, I don't. I mean, because that's that's the attitude that I uh, where, where I'm not very good at home. Like, I'm not very good at going out and running and enjoying the surroundings. I, I'm much more likely to uh, go into my headphones and just sort of be there, right? And not really pay attention to the surroundings. Uh, it's just kind of the way that running works for me. But I think certainly I could stand to go a little bit the opposite direction. And and while I'm in a new place, might be a good place to to try that out. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Katie and I went to Italy last summer, it was just a, about a week after my hundred miler. So I hadn't planned to do much running, but I did bring my running shoes just in case I wanted to get out. And I only went on maybe two or three different runs, but each one was just awesome. It was, um, you know, completely casual. I had no, there was, there was no set mileage or no intended, uh, workout or anything like that, you know, but I was running through the Tuscan countryside or, you know, along the coast in Chinco. And it was just so cool to be out there and be doing it. And I could just soak it all in. And I, you know, those, that was some of, some of my favorite things that we did was go out and run. Yeah. I like, and I think it's, it's not something you notice, but I really do think that when you do something like that, uh, you're, you're just in a different and better mood after that. And you probably enjoy the rest of your day more and you probably have better memories of your vacation because of yeah. that. So yeah. Uh, you know, as much as it's easy to, to not notice, I think I think it is important, and I think it's a good thing. So, anyway, do you, do you have any logistical tips for people running on vacation? You know what? I'm I'm such like a low technology runner that <laughs> my tips aren't even applicable. I mean, I you know I still use G Maps pedometer and go on there and plan a route mm-hmm. out. And um, I mean, so that's one tip we've mentioned it before, but G Maps pedometer. I think it's that. The URL is gmap-pedometer, but it's called gmaps-pedometer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just a Google Maps sort of third-party application that, that lets you plot a running route on there and tells you your mileage. Um, other than that, I mean, not really. I, I, I guess I guess be, be prepared to be lost or be prepared for something to go wrong. <laughs> so whatever that means, bringing a cell phone is probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, just things like that. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly have any, but you, you're probably more of the vacation runner than I am. Do you have any? Well, I would say just uh, bring minimal amounts of gear while you what with your with you while you're traveling. So, only one pair of running shoes, maybe a, one just one pair of running shorts or a shirt. You can always wash it in the shower or in the sink or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're out on the run, I like to stick to a pretty basic route. So, especially if I'm somewhere like the beach or something like that, you can just head down the main road along the coast or something like that instead of trying to get 
you know, into this complicated route, um, you know, just keep it simple so you don't get lost and so you're not having to think too much about it. Right. Um, yeah, I like. I think the packing tip is actually a good one, it, and it applies to much more than just your running stuff. But people, we just overpack. That's that's what we do for everything, and that's the tendency is to uh, think of every possible contingency and have an outfit for that. So it's very easy to. I mean, I know I've done it before. Is bring multiple pairs of running shoes on a vacation because you know you might be doing a trail run and you might be doing a road run and you might be doing a long run. So you have your, you know, you you bring your minimal shoes for your regular runs and maybe a bigger one for your long run i think that's now i think that's crazy and i just yeah. don't you know you bring one pair of shoes at the most often what i do is actually i don't even bring running shoes but i bring my i, I my shoes that i wear normally are a pair of merrells mm-hmm. and uh just bring those instead because I, I can use them for two purposes right. i mean I, I just think and i understand why someone would, would want to bring their regular running shoes that's fine uh but i think part of the fun of traveling at least for me as i've as I've kind of changed a little bit, part of the fun of traveling is not being prepared for every possible situation and just totally changing your routine and doing things differently. Uh, and if you don't pack very much, then it forces you to do that. And I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. Absolutely. So why wouldn't you run on, on vacation? Why would you not run on vacation? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, so aside from the reasons that I've mentioned, which is just that it's, there's added, it's a more stressful thing. It's harder to, do it and still get what it is that I get from running. Um, another reason would be would be maybe it's a good time to take a break. Like we we don't take enough breaks. I don't think in our running in general. Like even a, a typical marathon training plan you'll find, I don't think has enough off weeks. Where every fourth week or so, uh, I really do believe you should be reducing your mileage significantly. Like fifty to seventy percent of your of your normal mileage is what you should be running. Uh, and I think we should even even maybe once per 18-week training program take a week that's even more off than that, uh, and certainly in between programs. So if your vacation lines up with a time to do that, then uh, I think that's a, that's a really good reason not to do it. doesn't mean you shouldn't do any of it unless that's also your thing. Like I know Scott Jurek takes off six weeks a year, I think, from, from running completely, where he doesn't mm-hmm. even think about it or tries not to think about it. Uh, I don't know if that's still true. That was true last time I checked in 2010 or whenever. I bet he'll take uh, some time off now. After. You think he might take it? Yeah, he might take a day off after that. After that, forty-six miles or forty-six days of fifty miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, for, so for those who don't know, Scott just broke the Appalachian Trail through hike record or set a new record by doing it in what forty-six days and eight hours or something. Something like that. Yep. Yeah, breaking the previous record by three hours. Not very much, mm-hmm. I think. Right. So um, yes, I think he will probably take a day off. But I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's whether you're on vacation or not. There is a reason to take some time off, not just for your body, really, and, and probably primarily not for your body, but but primarily for your brain, just to do something different. And I think it's a good thing if you can get yourself to miss running. That's that's really good. That's great. I mean, I I don't experience that all that much, <laughs> but I do sometimes. And when I do, it's it's a good thing. That's like that's kind of when I get really excited again about it. Is when I get to the point where I'm actually missing it. Uh, that's I don't know. It's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the the key there is to miss it and not not come out of the week thinking, "Oh man, this was nice not having to run at all." <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Know. I mean, there's, there's certainly a balance. You but don't want to get I, to the point. No, go ahead. You don't want to get to the point where where it, it becomes this big thing in your head, like get back to running becomes a a big thing you have to do now. You know, you don't want to 
do that. You don't want to go so far into this hole of not running that all of a sudden it becomes this overwhelming thing to get back to running. You know, if, so if you can if you can just keep it to a week or less. I, I wouldn't go much more than a week without any running uh, if you're if you're taking a break so that you become a better runner. Right, right. But I do think that people sometimes overestimate how taking a break uh, helps you or causes loss of fitness. So, um, you know, if, if you were to have a go on a long weekend and you missed a couple runs in there, then, you know, you're not really going to lose that much fitness. You, you're not going to get too far behind in your training and, and you can, yeah, you can no. make that up pretty quickly. So I think that people should, you know, if you want to take a break, if you need to take a break, then, then do it and enjoy that break embrace it um and and then you know just jump back into it once you get home yeah and it's i mean of course it's tricky if you're following a plan for something because if you missed a long weekend and i don't know let's say you let's say you're supposed to do a 16 mile run on saturday and i don't know six or eight on sunday it's hard to just miss that weekend and then not not do anything about it uh so i mean i think this probably applies more to someone who is just sort of staying in shape not right in the middle of a training program because I I would not encourage you to to just take your random break in the middle of a training program when it's an important long run. No, I don't know. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, of course not. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I I mean, I don't consider three days of not running any loss of fitness at all. (laughs) I think, I think if you, if you did that every week, then eventually your fitness would, would something would show for it. But uh, no, I mean, I, I don't know physiologically, maybe there's some loss that happens in such a short time, but I, I can't imagine it's substantial at all. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little more about, about actual running vacations, when the point of the vacation is running, which is a, a cool idea for me, something that um, is intriguing in, a, in sort of a weird, forbidden way for me. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I just, it seems like that's not for me, but like, it'd be cool if it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, this is uh, something that I get really excited about, something that we've talked about on the podcast before it's a me and a two guys for the past two years and we're going on our third year now have taken a long weekend a four-day stretch and and done some sort of big epic running vacation adventure so uh, both times have not been involved have not involved around a race we've kind of mapped out our own running excursion Um, one time we did a hundred mile stretch of the Appalachian Trail. Last year we went to Colorado and did three big days in Colorado. And this year we're going to go back to Colorado and do um, a couple different routes around there. So, you know, things to keep in mind would be, uh, you know, of course you have to find the location. So some place that is really exciting for you or, or the group that you're with um, that is different. So we could do it at our homes. You know, one of us could host and that would be, you know, that'd be fun to show the other people around. But it, it's nice to have that escape from your regular routine and get somewhere that is exciting and reinvigorating and, um, you know, just someplace that's just different, that's not what you experience regularly. Um, and, and someplace that everyone can obviously all get to. And so for us, that's going to be Colorado. We're going to stay at a friend's condo out there, um, and base out of there, and then... You know, and then you you just kind of plan a couple days. It could be just based around one big day uh, of running or uh, a race um, or, you know, several days. So we're going to do three days. This year we're going to do three days. All of them are going to be around 25-mile days um, in all three different loops. So we'll have a home base, but we'll kind of branch out and do a different loop uh, each day. 
Very yeah. cool. I mean, I think it's it's neat. I'm just <laughs> I, I can't imagine going somewhere and running more than I am supposed to run <laughs> for the purpose of running. You know, I mean, I think it's cool. And, and you wrote a post um, called Three Steps to Planning the Perfect Running Getaway to I think reinvigorate your training. Yeah. Um, the URL for anyone listening is nomi.com slash plan-running-getaway. And when I read it, when we published it, it made me really want to do it. it I mean, it's, it's a cool thing. I think, I think the difference between me and you and, and like what the way that a running getaway would be really good for me would be if it was like my normal training, it was just now in a really cool spot for running. So if right. I was in the middle of a marathon training program and I went and I – did all these six mile runs that were all in amazing new spots um maybe one 10 or 12 mile run on the weekend i think just you know that's kind of the type of runner i am but i think that would be really fun to go to go somewhere just for the purpose of making your regular training way more exciting and fun and and like you said reinvigorating yeah yeah i mean you can definitely take that approach where it's more casual and and you know you're doing all these other things running is just a little piece of that um for for in my situation, running is really the key element of the of the trip, um, and the big thing we're going to be doing. Everything is going to be based around those runs, and you know, and for me, there are actually going to be things that I'm going to have to train for. I mean, I'm going to have to train for this vacation. It's going to be kind of like a race, except you know, there'll be no medal at the end, just a bunch of cool stories. But um, you know, it, I'm treating it more more like a three day kind of race event. You know, <laughs> if that makes right. sense, right? And I think that's that is this ultra mindset. Like that, for example, Scott Jurek, that that race I read on Runners World. There's no, or not not a race. That that accomplishment. Uh, there's no official recognized thing. Whatever the governing body of is the Appala- of the Appalachian Trail, they don't do that. They don't they don't time people. There's no verification right. that he did this. It's just a, a um, what's the word I'm looking for honor system type thing where where you just you just go and you say you did it and that's that's it and like there's there's no medal at all i mean there's you you have that record but there's no certification or verification or anything like that mm-hmm. uh it's kind of the same thing as this like you're training for this big thing that you'll go do and f- have the memory of and know that you did and and it may be an accomplishment it may be something that that uh i don't know let's say it was uh what, what do people do with the Grand Canyon? Rim to rim, rim to rim, to rim or something? Rim. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, there's it, if it's not a, a, a thing, there's no medal. And, and it's not, you don't need a medal. There's not a medal at every every ultra marathon. There are plenty that are kind of done low budget, and they keep the entry fees low. But, I don't know. That That's what I am missing that you have, is the idea of going and accomplishing something that isn't a race, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's what that ultra mindset is. There are plenty of ultra marathoners who just want to push the limits and do some new thing and be the first person to have ever done something. And when when you're the first person to do it, there's there's certainly no race around it, right? And there's often not any kind of official recognition. It's just a a thing you're setting out in nature to accomplish, which is really cool, but but hard for me to wrap my brain around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day who uh, wants to train for a marathon, and and the marathons that for this fall, he wants to run one this fall, and. Uh, this would be his first one, and but there aren't any that work for him in his area, and he he lives around here. And I was like, well, you know, I, you and I could just go out and we could run a marathon. And, and he looked at me like, why would you do that? You know, like yeah. why would we do it? I want to run a race, um, <laughs> right? And I, was and like, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I get that too. That's going to be your first marathon. You want to run a 
yeah a real certainly. marathon but yep yep no i think it's cool though um i i need something else though you know i like i need to make it a, a beer trip as well <laughs> that you do the running and then you go to the breweries or whatever it is mm-hmm. you're doing uh or or whatever other kind of trip a golf trip or who knows what and have the running be a part of it i could i could even do go on a running trip like you know how runners world gives away these things sometimes where i don't know it's like a dream running vacation and you go and run but then when you're not running you're you're learning about running or you're doing clinics or right, right. hanging out with runners and doing all this stuff i could do that too uh i think but but man a full a long day of running to me that that is a one day thing that you do once in a while for a race or for a training if you have to i i just i just multi-day running long distances without without a medal is, is hard <laughs> for me without a finish line that, that that is something that is hard for me to grasp yeah you know i think you i think you would like it more than more than you're giving it credit for you know it's a, I, just, I don't know it's it's a <laughs> now, i'm not saying it's bad at all i totally get i, I understand why it's cool it's just hard. It's just hard for me to understand. To, to the, want to. The medal comes in your mind when you're yeah. when you're sitting at the, you know, the pizza place or the bar, you know, eating a burrito and and drinking a beer. You um, know what I think the medal is for you? What's that? The selfie. The selfie. <laughs> selfie at the top of you looking off over the distance that you that you set up. <laughs> I think that's your medal. Hey, you know, if I want to have epic <laughs> selfies, I have to go on epic runs. You know. That, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you, you caught me. You got me. <laughs> All right, good. Well, uh, this is fun. I mean, low key episode. Uh, we'll be back next time with a little bit more, more substance, more impactful uh, episode. But uh, this is good. I'm, I'm I'm excited about Italy, and uh, it's hard for me to think about too much else right now. So, uh, hopefully, people enjoyed this type of episode, and uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah, well, safe travels, Matt, and we look forward to hearing about your running adventures when you return. Okay, and if all goes well, I will be recording some type of live podcast or two. Maybe another one with Erin, my wife, who we did the uh, one about her weight loss recently, which has been a really popular episode. Uh, possibly I can rope Miyoko into, Miyoko into join, joining me for an episode. It all depends on what kind of time and schedule there is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I'll get some sort of live Italy podcast that we can get up to. Are you going to do a, a pasta-making demo for us when you return? Maybe I'll do that. You should. Quite- quite possible vegan vegan pasta yes i know how to make vegan pasta i've done that many times at home and it's fun it's just not worth it not at all worth the effort (laughs) (laughs) totally fun but but man there's no reason to do that when you can just go buy good dried pasta and it tastes 99 percent as good (laughs) (laughs) well that's no good that's not what i wanted to hear no it's not you know what is worth it though gnocchi you make gnocchi potatoes Mm. you can do it without eggs uh, I haven't perfected it without eggs yet, but I'm I'm working on that. That's worth it. That's delicious. I've never done that. I've never made homemade gnocchi. That's, that sounds good. It's a mess. Huge mess. All right. Well, well safe travels and uh, and ciao. Okay. That's thank you, Doug. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.